0: I'm ready to hear what happens to Cork Grushman. Love that last name. <laughs> I don't know why it tickles me so much.
1: I always say that the names that Jared comes up with sound like every character is like a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know, Grunchman? Yeah, that sounds, Cork <laughs> Grunchman? That sounds like a Gr- dwarfish Gr- name.
0: Chargus? Yeah, no. Squish? Yeah. <laughs> I love the names you come up with. Some of them, like, when I come up with names, they're all, like, monosyllabic so i i do really appreciate your like very complex
1: names (laughs) i did not follow the naming pattern for new characters in this episode
0: neither did i i (laughs) think i named someone mac or or no it was chad
1: Uh, chad yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, you named it chad yeah you can tell which characters i made
2: because there's only one vowel
1: Welcome to Basically Tall Tales, the collaborative short story podcast featuring tales you can basically call tall. My name's Todd. I'm
3: Jared.
0: And I'm Adam.
1: Each week, one of our writers will write one-third of a story before handing it off to the next writer to either continue or finish. The first writer will get to choose whatever genre they want to write in, and the other two will just have to deal with it. Today we have a story by me, Todd, with the final chapter of a story. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe for more stories each week, because we're always writing more comedy stories, and your social media interaction keeps us going. Without further ado, here we go. Oh well. Well, this story, the title, and the file are called Undead Noir, <laughs> nice. picking up where we left off.
0: Nice, 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 nice.
1: Frozen stiff with fear in the dark outside his shack. Cork watched as the mysterious cart disappeared around a bend. After a few moments, Cork the zombie breathed, or rather, released air in a sigh of relief, seeing that the cart and driver were gone. He lived alone in a dilapidated shack on private property, at the dead end of a dead-end street that used to be a city park. No one could ever accidentally drive all the way up to his house without meaning to. But what did they want? Were they just some curious kids who wanted to gawk at him? Or were they after something? Maybe the sacred water his plot was built over? Or maybe they were after his life. They say dead men tell no tales, but Cork wasn't a zombie who went around telling tales out of school. No, he couldn't make heads or tails of the situation. <laughs> but he got it in his head that he'd solved the mystery of his own murder. Cork gripped the broom in hand that he'd grabbed as a weapon tightly and renewed his resolve. His friend Chargis, the half-tree man, had taken notes during their investigation. Notes that Cork now had pinned up all over his wall. There had to be something in there that would point him in the right direction. A direction that's hopefully downhill, Cork thought to himself. (laughs) (laughs) He'd been feeling more and more tired each day since his resurrection. Tired? Out of energy? It was hard to tell what was going on with his body physiologically, being undead. Maybe he should take some time to meditate on the ley line before continuing his investigation. "'Cork Grunchman,' a sultry voice called from the shadows, and out stepped a beautiful elf woman with wavy brown hair and incandescent blue eyes. She looked at Cork without a hint of fear in her eyes, the first person to do so since Cork's resurrection. Even his good friend Chargis couldn't maintain eye contact with him for long. Perhaps it was the poor lighting.
3: You must be lost, kid. No one living here by that name.
1: Cork said as he turned to go back into his shack. Anyone dead here by that name? The elf asked, sauntering up to Cork. She reached out a slender hand and grabbed Cork by the wrist. The hell are you doing? Cork barked as he pulled away. I'm sorry the elf said. I just have no one else to turn to for help. Please, you must speak with me. Cork looked the woman up and down again. She looked so out of place in her curve-hugging, black strapless dress.
3: No need to apologize. We can talk more inside,
1: Cork said. He then gestured for the woman to enter.
3: Haven't been entirely myself recently. You've heard how some of those brought back to life through necromancy sometimes pick up the personality quirks of the necromancer who raised them, right? I think mine must have had some anger issues.
1: Yes, I'm quite familiar with the rumor, she said as she brushed past him. Cork took a good look at her backside as she entered. (laughs) His gaze moved up from her curvaceous waist to the pale white skin of her bare shoulders and mm. then to the black blood-caked indentation <laughs> in the back of her skull. Sexy. She uh. <laughs> She turned with a flourish and took a cigarette case from her bag. Do you mind? She asked.
3: Not if you have one for me, too.
1: Cork said with a wink. The elf smiled. She took two cigarettes from the case and stuck them both between her lips. She struck a match, lit both cigarettes, inhaled, and then exhaled deeply. She took one of the smokes between her fingers and handed it to Cork. He then placed the entire butt of the cigarette in his <laughs> mouth and started to suck on him. <laughs> <sorry. laughs> He'd never smoked once in his life. But he didn't cough because his pain receptors didn't work so well anymore.
3: What's your name, doll face?
1: Cork asked. Katerina de <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Can I call you Cat? No, that's a racial slur in Elvish. <laughs> call me Rena. <laughs> Rena noticed the sheets of paper pinned all over the walls of Cork's shack. They were the notes Chargis had taken back at the factory farm and Market Street downtown. Rena took one note down from the wall and read It says, he really doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Cork said before taking another suck of his cigarette.
3: I got absolutely no leads.
1: So you are looking for him. The horsefucker. <laughs> Rena extinguished her cigarette and disposed of it in an ashtray pouch. That's why I'm here. The police won't tell me anything. I decided to seek out others familiar with the case. I was also a victim. I thought maybe I could talk to some of the other victims who were resurrected. So many have been killed by the horsefucker, but you. You and I were the only ones brought back. Cork thought back to his conversation with the elderly orc he'd met earlier.
3: You an alchemist? I'd heard a lot of the other victims were alchemists.
1: Me? No, I'm. not an alchemist.
3: Ha. <laughs> huh. Figures. Shouldn't have taken anything that pig faced old greenback said serious. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: Oh, supposed Jesus. to feel
1: quite God so racist
2: <laughs>
0: this
1: is racist for a yeah. racist <laughs> yeah. it's old timey
3: <laughs> shouldn't have taken anything that pig faced old greenback said seriously looks like Wilbur was right the horse bucker just targets people at random
1: Rina paused a moment to consider if the ease with which Cork could just drop racial slurs in front of a stranger should be concerning.
3: Yes, yes, it should.
1: But when she thought about it, when she thought about it, orcs really do have pig faces, and it's not a slur if it's true. Uh,
0: well, we know elves are racist.
1: <laughs> I have a theory about why you and I were the only ones resurrected for questioning by the necromancer. I found some cops drinking in a tavern after their beat. They were complaining about how whenever the commissioner gets involved with a case, it always leads to more paperwork. I asked them why, and they said the commissioner is the only one who does things by the books. Every victim is supposed to be brought back and questioned, but usually victims are just cremated right away unless the commissioner gets involved personally. You and I were the only two the commissioner oversaw himself.
3: Wow. You sure got a lot of good information.
1: Cork put out his cigarette. Rena leaned over and offered the ashtray pouch to him. Cork asked,
3: How'd you get the cops to
1: talk? Rena looked Cork in the eyes, licked her lips, and placed one hand on Cork's inner thigh. Like this. Cork immediately placed his hand on Rena's chin, turning her face to his, and kissed her deeply. He stuck his tongue so far into her mouth it reached the cavity in the back of her head. Her hands fumbled with his belt. She threw it to the floor and pushed him onto the bed in the corner. Cork had considered throwing out the bed. He didn't sleep in it anymore, preferring instead to meditate upon the ley line in his yard. Once the two were undressed, Rena ran her finger up and down his exposed bone. The flesh on Cork's left leg had rotted away, (laughs) leaving the bone exposed.
3: I think the necromancer who brought me back must have been a necrophiliac.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cork whispered just before gently biting one of Rena's pointed ears. I think we had the same necromancer. Now, take me. Get all up in these guts. She moaned as she revealed a temptingly festering wound in her abdomen. (laughs) Cork used to be just a one-pump chump. But thanks to the reduced feeling in his nerves and a very convenient case of rigor mortis in a certain spot, he could bone longer and wilder than Sting, the infamous tantric sex practitioner and gnomish lead singer of bard group The Paladins. <laughs> Little side note Sting chose his stage name after his magical short sword that glowed blue whenever it was in the presence <laughs> of someone that would have sex with the wielder.
0: Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 that gives The Hobbit a whole <laughs> different tone.
3: <laughs> it explains why it was always glowing blue when Frodo was with Sam.
0: I suppose it does. <laughs> but it also means the Orcs are sex fiends.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> well. <laughs> they definitely are, though. <laughs> the next morning, Cork and Rena decided to go back to the police station to see what they could learn from the commissioner, the one cop in drama they could trust. Cork swung the door open, walked up to the front desk, and banged on it with both fists.
3: I want to talk to the commissioner.
1: It can talk. <laughs> the rookie manning the desk shrieked, and then made a sound like he was throwing <laughs> up in his mouth.
3: My god, what year is this? You ever met an undead who couldn't?
1: A grizzled, middle-aged dwarf stormed into the lobby upon hearing the commotion. He silently took in the scene. He looked Cork up and down and scrunched his nose a bit. He turned to Rena, licked his palm, and smoothed down his beard.
0: Good morning, little lady. This here stiff giving you trouble? Jesus. <laughs> no. What
1: is that? Okay, yep. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it.
0: <laughs>
1: the dwarf said, gesturing to Cork. She's with me, Cork replied. I don't need to hear anything from you. I don't talk to dudes. <laughs> the dwarf said without even looking at Cork. Yeah. He then offered the hand that he'd just licked a moment ago to Rena for a handshake.
0: "I'm Detective Sergeant Grant Granitson."
1: Rena politely took his hand. "Katerina de Elfheimen. We actually met the other day in the morgue. I was murdered, you see." Grant Granitson scrunched his nose again and wiped his hands on his trousers. "Oh, that explains the stink." We were hoping to speak to the commissioner if he's not too busy.
0: Yeah, no. He's busy. He's, uh, interviewing some witnesses about the horsefucking murderers all day today.
1: <laughs> that's it, that's yeah, how we yeah. talk. I don't that's know what this is, talk. but I'm trying to do a thing. I don't know <laughs> if it's working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought he was attending a meeting at Killstone Whiz Corp, the rookie at the desk interjected.
0: Kid, this is why we never share any of the confiscated <laughs> South Farth and Purple from evidence
1: with you. Cork turned to walk out of the station.
0: Come on,
3: Rena, We're done here. Where do you think you're going?
1: Grant called after him, but Cork just kept walking.
0: Don't ignore me. Get back here.
1: Maybe he doesn't know you're <laughs> talking to him because you said you don't talk to dudes. <laughs> the rookie said.
0: Kid... If you don't shut the fuck up right now, I'm going to dump you in the evidence locker.
1: With the south-farthing purple? (laughs) The rookie chimed, hopefully. With the horse cocks. Cork, where are you going? Rena said as she chased after Cork as carefully as she could in her stiletto heels. Cork was walking briskly.
3: Killstone Whizcorp. We're going to talk to the commissioner, right? He's the only lead we've got. And I'm tired of wasting time.
1: They'll never let you into the building, Rena objected.
3: I'll wait for him outside.
1: But you don't even know what he looks like.
3: He'll be the guy wearing the police officer's uniform.
1: Cork stopped to let a horse and cart go past. And Rena was finally able to catch up. Cork decided to walk a little bit more slowly to match Rena's pace.
3: What's the matter? You don't want to go to Killstone for some reason?
1: Rena took out her cigarette case and lit another cigarette. I used to work there. (laughs) Convenient. Cork nodded.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I can understand that. Being dead makes it hard to talk to people you've known since before. Same thing happened to me just yesterday, when I went back to my old place of employment at the factory farm. Even the camel men didn't want to look at me.
1: The pair stood in silence for a moment.
3: Tell you what, Cork said. You go find a cafe somewhere and take a load off. I'll meet you back at my place at sunset.
1: Cork, you don't have to, Rena began, but Cork interrupted.
3: Look, kid, I like you. I don't want to see you get hurt.
1: Cork thought back on Chargis' words from the night before. Maybe this is what he meant. Maybe finding out the truth wouldn't solve anything. Maybe it would cause more harm than good
3: but the police commissioner is the only lead we've got. I can't let that go.
1: Be careful, Rena fumbled to remove the cigarette from between her lips and gave Cork a weak smile. With that, she walked away. Cork arrived at the Killstone Whizcorp building while it was still relatively early in the day. It had been recently constructed, just in the last couple years. Killstone was primarily involved in gem crafting, a process generally performed without needing magic. So many were curious why they'd move their corporate headquarters to the small city of Drumma, which was really only known for its ley lines. It was a good thing Rena didn't come with him, Cork thought to himself. He had decided that rather than waiting suspiciously outside the building, it might just be better to sneak in and find the commissioner himself. No one was ever going to let him into the building, or even loiter outside. Besides, he didn't want to look like a stereotype standing around slack jawed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn zombies, taking our gerbs. <laughs> <laughs> Cork found a locked door in the back of the building. He tried opening the door by force, but it wouldn't budge. He sighed, clenched his fist, and stuck out his right pinky finger. He forcefully jammed his finger into the keyhole. The loose flesh of his finger peeled back the further he stuck his finger in the hole. (laughs) Mm. He jiggled his finger around until he heard a click, and the door was open.
3: (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) That's that's grim. (laughs) (laughs) That's grim, and also clever.
1: Perfect. The door opened to a stairwell, and Cork could hear raised voices coming from one of the higher floors. We're done here, Commissioner. I told you to drop the case. We will conduct our own internal investigation.
0: I told you that's not how I do things. I don't care how much money you people have. The victims of the horsefucker are the best witnesses we have.
1: Well, I don't know what to tell you. We had an opening for a necromancer here at Killstone, and your necromancer was the best fit for the position.
0: Why would Jim Crafters need a necromancer? You're just trying to interfere with our investigation. I
2: won't let you get away with this. What do you mean by... This. I mean, this! Oh, you mean, this?
1: Cork heard a low growl, and though his sense of smell was dampened, his nostrils suddenly filled with the memory of the scent of wet hay. (laughs) He saw the body as it fell. The commissioner fell over the railing of the stairwell and landed on his neck at the bottom with a loud snap. Cork couldn't help but let out a squeal of horror at the sound. Who's there? Cork's last lead was gone. He quickly backed out through the door he'd entered from, stumbling. He crashed into something hard. A tree. There hadn't been a tree here before.
0: Oh, Cork. How
1: did you end up here? It wasn't a tree at all. Well, it wasn't a tree at half. It was (laughs) Chargus, the half tree.
3: Gussie, where'd you come from? Isn't it early for you to be up? And didn't you say you had something to do today?
1: Cork was suddenly very worried that he wasn't putting together the whole picture of what was going on.
3: You can just let go of me now, Gussie. I can stand on my own. I
1: told you
0: before.
1: It's Chargis. Chargis said in a monotone that sounded even less friendly than his usual monotone. (laughs) A tall, thin elf with long black hair and a scar over one eye in a black suit emerged from the Killstone WizCorp building. Nice to meet you, the elf said with a small bow. I'm John D'Alf Hyman, <laughs> CEO of Killstone <laughs> WizCorp. I believe you've met my sister.
3: Well, it's not nice to meet you.
1: Cork said as he struggled to free himself from Chargis' grip.
3: And I believe you meant to say I fucked
1: your sister. John laughed. (laughs) You don't say. I hope you didn't get too attached. I've already promised her to my new corporate necromancer.
3: The fuck kind of human trafficking kind of bullshit is that?
1: Cork shouted.
3: You can't promise women to people.
1: Cork again looked up at Chargis and said,
3: Gussie, come on. I
0: said let me go. Please, Cork, stop. Just go home.
1: Chargis said. He's not going anywhere now. John pulled a cigarette case identical to his sister's from his pocket and began to smoke. Oh, dear sister, you've decided to join us. Cork turned his head to see Rena walking calmly towards them, her eyes indifferent to Cork. She walked straight past him and up to her brother. When she reached him, she placed her hand on his chest and lay her head on his shoulder. Well done, Katerina. Rena removed the cigarette from her brother's lips (laughs) and took a drag for herself. Mm. I did as you asked. He doesn't know anything. Then why is he here, my love? He's looking for the commissioner. But the commissioner is dead. And Cork here is the only witness to his murder.
0: "'That's your fault, John?'
1: Chargis said in a rare flash of emotion.
0: "'You kept unnecessarily involving Cork in your schemes. "'I just about had him ready to sell the land, but you refused to be patient.'
1: "'John scoffed, as if anyone could have the patience of a tree.' "'And why is she here?' Chargis said, pointing a branch at Rena.
0: "'What have you done to your own sister?'
1: John bent his head down slightly to take a long, uncomfortable smell of his (laughs) sister's hair.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, we're getting uh, Evangelion up in here. All right.
3: (laughs) What did you do to my universe? Everyone's going to love this shit.
1: (laughs) I turned it into a noir. (laughs) I find her much more agreeable in this form. She's now a thrall of the necromancer, and the necromancer works for me. John gingerly touched the scar over his eye. She'll never disobey me again. Suddenly, Cork's vision began to blur.
3: Hey, Gussie, I'm not feeling so hot.
0: You need to get home and meditate on the ley line. It's the only thing that's been keeping you animated, without the necromancer's magic.
1: I said he's not going anywhere, John screamed. As he did so, his fingers began to unnaturally elongate, and his face became covered in hair.
3: "'Never seen an elf with a
1: beard,' Cork said, still quite dizzy. Chargis loosened his grip and helped Cork to his feet. "'It's not
0: just a beard,'
1: Chargis whispered. "'He's a werewolf!' John was fully transformed into a werewolf. He tossed his sister aside and stepped menacingly to Chargis. "'Give him
2: to me, Chargis!' This is the last thing I ask of you, and you'll have your magic spring water.
0: I've changed my mind.
1: The tree man shook his head violently, and some loose leaves from his head
2: fell to the ground. It's too late for that. Whose fault is it that Cork is dead? It's you! You're the horsefucker John howled with laughter at the accusation. You already know. There is no horse fucker. People are killed every day. He was made up by the media. But if all I have to do is shove a horse cock up someone's ass to throw the police off my trail, then I can kill alchemists with impunity, and no one will suspect a thing. We both need that water, Chargis. I promised you the magic spring water under his shack. And you told him to wait for you alone under that streetlight. You knew what would happen. Just betray him one more time. Give him to me. Chargis snapped a thick branch from his own
1: body and took it in both hands like a club.
0: <laughs> Ooh. No, I won't make the same mistake again.
2: John sighed. No. You're making a whole new mistake.
1: The werewolf lunged. He and Chargis began to struggle over the club. Cork! Run! The sound of Chargis's voice echoed faintly in Cork's ears. It was difficult to hear. His eyesight had gone almost completely dark. His body moved, though it was more through muscle memory than intent. His run slowed to a shuffle his arms outstretched, trying to feel his way forward. Suddenly, Cork felt someone grab his hand. This way, a voice said. Wilbur? Is that you? Cork asked hazily.
0: Well, that's right, boss! (laughs)
3: Wilbur said.
1: (laughs) Wilbur said. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, that's good. That's what he sounds like.
3: Wilbur. There's gonna be an Elf in a black suit looking for me. You gotta tell him, Wilbur. You gotta tell him that you don't know where I am, okay? Don't worry,
0: boss. I'll take care of him. You always treated us camel men right,
1: Wilbur said with a goofy-looking salute. Cork laid down. He could feel sharp bits of hay poke into his back. Somehow he'd wandered back to his old factory farm.
0: Okay. Just to be sure, this elf chasing you had black hair and a scar over one eye, right?
1: Yeah. Almost all the strength was gone in his body now. He wasn't going to make it back to the ley line at his house.
0: Oh, good. You hear that? We got him, fellas. Stick a horse dick in him and (laughs) toss him over the ditch with the others.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know... (laughs) <laughs> There's no such thing as pure good or pure evil, Katerina de Alfheimen thought to herself as she walked home alone in the rain. The evil necromancer her brother sold her to never actually tried to steal her free will. Maybe he thought it was some kind of display of love. <laughs> her brother's plan to monopolize the magic spring under Cork's house wasn't truly malicious. It was just a business opportunity that Cork unintentionally found himself in the way of. Meanwhile, even the simple and pure camel men, who don't have a single enemy in the world, have their dark secrets. What about Cork Grunchman? What did he want? He might have been the closest this city had to a good person, (laughs) despite being a (laughs) necrophiliac. Not that she was one to judge. She took the last two cigarettes from her case and lit them both. (laughs) The end.
0: Uh. Well, I think this story ended the only way it could have. <laughs>
3: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you saw happening no, when you wrote the first no part? It did <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it not.
3: Yeah, no, it was good. It was, uh, like I said, it was not where I was expecting, but it's a good a nice way to wrap it up as far as the the camel men are just murdering people and sticking horse sticks in them for fun you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, was,
3: that was pretty good
1: yeah yeah no that's what I thought I thought yeah. there is no yeah. horse fucker
0: <laughs> okay. maybe we're all fu- maybe we're all horse fucker maybe horse fucker was the friends we made along the way
1: maybe maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, no actually a thousand percent it was it was it was chargis and wilbur it was both of them they're both horse fuckers
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: everybody listening look to your left um, look to your right one of those people is a horse fucker <laughs> maybe all of them are maybe you are
3: who knows
0: i i liked i liked the intrigue it was it was very it was a very fun noir you got the right tone um, I've been listening to a lot of the Dresden files, and he certainly talks like a detective, and so does Cork here. Cork talks a lot, like, I don't want to see you get hurt, dame. Yeah, like,
2: like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know when it's supposed to get hurt, but when it's a woman, it's even worse. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I was gonna have her more involved in the story at first. But then I was like, "Wait a second! She's a woman in a noir. She can't really yeah. be that important." Yeah. So, but also,
0: um, at the, the same the time,
1: though, <laughs> the kind of fight <laughs> scene. She just gets talked. But you yeah. kind of had like a
0: Bonzian ending, where like she was like, "Oops, oops." The dame was <laughs> was half the
1: villain. She certainly wasn't good. How many episodes
3: yeah. are we in now? Yeah. And you finally got to write a sex scene for you and me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was, you get, see, that's the thing. I thought you guys were going to laugh more during it, but you were yeah. more into it. Well,
0: well, I'm feeling left out. So I guess in my next story I'll have to write a sexting for the three of us. Oh no. <laughs>
3: There's no need for that.
1: Uh, I actually, uh, the, the, so I had just finished writing the line that said uh, he, where is it, he kissed her deeply (laughs) and stuck his tongue so far back in her head that he could feel the hole in the back of her head. I had just finished writing that line when my mom called me. (laughs) And I was like, hey, mom, try out this line. Tell me what you think. She's like, (laughs) she's like, certainly a passionate zombie. (laughs) like Did your you then mom explain who
3: tolerant. are voicing the two characters? <laughs>
1: yeah. I <laughs> mean. <laughs> I appreciate your uh, mom's I mean, patience. She has the patience of a tree. <laughs> yeah.
0: I you know I I, I like the I I like that there was a sex scene. It makes it feel very uh well rounded. Uh that's one of the things we okay, haven't touched on cool. very much.
3: Very much like a noir. Oh hey, these two people have just met. They're going to fuck now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah. No, no uh, character establishment, no. no nothing. No, she's, she's a,
0: just wearing a, a, a tight black dress.
1: Who, boy! She sure is, yeah.
0: Who wee let me tell you what, that's all you need to know, son.
3: Very, <laughs> very Jack Reacher. There is a woman in this story, and therefore he is going to fuck her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> uh... It was a little bit uncomfortable for me writing such a shallow female character, yeah. but yeah but was, there were,
3: the were a lot of shallow in moments in this episode, you know <laughs> that comes with parodying a noir, I guess
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: noirs are not not particularly deep
1: no i was I was trying to explain to to tomo like what a noir is mm-hmm. I asked her I showed her a couple of pictures yeah. of, like. A million different detectives wearing the same hat yeah
3: dick tracy i'm like
1: like, do any of these look familiar to you and she's like no i'm like okay well in noir it's no it's a it's a fun kind of stupid thing that people used to like
0: yeah some people still do yeah yeah i mean what was that fucking one that was made
1: well, I mean, like Jared said, like, Reacher is, yeah, is kind, yeah, of, it's kind very, of noir. Yeah. Like Dress and Files noir-esque. definitely also falls under that. But the, um...
0: Now, that black-and-white movie with, like... It's not Sex in the City. It's not the right name. But it's just, like, black-and-white film, and then, like, parts... Of, like, only parts of the characters are... What? Sin City? Sin City, yeah.
1: Oh, Sin City. Okay. Yeah, that's Sorry, a, a, that with a... That's S-
0: a
3: noir parody, a Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That was, that was, and that was very fun. I I liked the, I never, I know that there was a second one. I never saw it, but I liked the first one. My favorite noir is still Sex and the City.
0: (laughs) 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 Sorry to subject you guys to my whack-ass voice acting this episode. I hope the dwarf was all right.
1: No, what? He was
0: amazing.
1: He was amazing. I loved that.
0: I felt like it was three different accents that I couldn't stick to. It definitely was.
1: It was. That's what happens. That's what happens in the city, Shit. you know? Shit. All these different people with all these different accents and they kinda of blend together. Yeah. They, they all come, come together. together and and blend, <laughs> remember,
3: blend into one.
1: This yeah. Australian, <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> New and then York. at one point like <laughs> New York. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I didn't like how quick it uh it transitioned in the ending. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought that could have been a little bit more fun uh after, you know, like Cork running from yeah, the Yeah, but it was
3: it was getting long, you know. We
1: That's literally that's, the reason. Uh, yeah. It was getting long. Half the I fun also long wanted it, is... it to be longer. But I do like the ending. I got to I got to three and a half thousand words. Mm-hmm. And that's like already one and a half times longer than a yeah. normal story. Yeah. I was trying to think how to wrap it up. And then I just imagined how I imagine uh, Noir movies end and I had three different ways I was going to end the story. One of them was, I was like, okay, well, let's just have, like, Katarina turn into a werewolf, too, and then the two werewolves will kill each other, and Chargis and Cork will also both bleed out to death, and everyone will just die in the end. That was was one ending. I was going to have more of a fight. Mm -hmm. But then I wanted to also get the camel men back involved in the story because they seemed important. (laughs) <laughs> so, but I was like, how they am I going to transition? my
3: to original do? idea.
1: <laughs> how are they going to transition to another scene? Like, I was like, my God, I have to, I have to do a whole nother scene transition. Like, this is going to take forever. So.
0: I have to th- know. That Jared.
1: kind of thing is how it ended up being.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to know, Jared.
1: Who yeah. was
0: your killer?
1: The necromancer. Oh, he was the killer? Yeah. Okay, I kind of got that too. They, I didn't get like that at all.
3: Like imparted the rage onto Cork. Like I was thinking of it as like he has anger problems, like serious anger problems that involve him murdering people. But uh, yeah, Squeesh was supposed to be the red herring, but she didn't make it past my episode. <laughs> uh, nope. And.
2: No, no, she was my Wilbur was supposed to
3: help them find out where he was getting the horse dicks, which was I didn't really have any setup for it, but uh, in my head it was just he was killing centaurs and nobody cared, just (laughs) killing centaurs and taking their dicks to stick in other murder victims, and people were more shocked by the other murders, (laughs) but. Yeah, at that like that part, I didn't really set up. I it was just something I was thinking as I was going through. I think I dropped a couple other hints that it was the necromancer too, but I can't remember them at this point. Um, okay. Mostly it was okay. the yeah. r- the imparting of the rage thing.
0: Knowing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna have another read. I didn't really expect
3: it. the uh, ley lines to come into play as much as they did, uh, other than, like, that was kind of just throwaway joke. That I was making because I was playing a bunch of Civ when I started writing. <laughs>
1: uh, right, I was it. gonna have the necromancer there also. Like I was gonna yeah. have the necromancer was in on it. Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, because it was suspicious, but again, too many characters, yeah. too many scene transitions. I just had to. Yeah. I had to make do. Yeah.
3: No, it was it wrapped up satisfactorily, anyways, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think... and
1: Adam, what did you think? I mean, because you also guided us towards this <laughs> ending. Where did you think it was going to go? I
0: thought it was going to be the orc.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah,
0: no, yeah, no. The way, like he, the orc yeah, that you introduced. Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I mean, you know, sure. So he like, took over the story. So, yeah, so. like
0: the way, uh, the way a lot yeah. of like uh, detective stories work. Like by the uh, by the second act, like most of the characters are established. Like in the world, and so like from there, you're supposed to draw like not not supposed to, but like often you you end up drawing you know who the murderer is from from that. And I was like, all right, I got I got to put the killer in my act. And so I was like, all right, it's this it's either gonna be Wilbur or this this orc, but I'm gonna try to make them both look shady and hopefully Todd'll take one of them and run with it. And I'm glad you did make Wilbur into the, the killer in the end because I mean he's not the killer, but he has the hortics.
1: He. So I'm I'm thinking that actually all of the camel men are
3: yeah yeah are They're the horse fucker like, yeah that's I got that from yeah let's throw them into the ditch, boys
2: yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know that's just what they do after work yeah
0: and yeah. I like to imagine that they rip the dicks off of centaurs that's that's what it was gonna go with mm-hmm. um I yeah, don't, that was yeah. never established in the story it's just horse dicks. But like I, it was really, were yeah. established. Centaurs were they, they exist in the world, but like they weren't yeah. like you know, no one ever said, "Oh, this is a centaur dick." Um, yeah, but, well, like because
3: it's, in, when I was writing I mean, my it, story, they was, have a horse bottom. It's horse anatomically. It's a horse dick. Yeah. A
0: horse stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, magically, it's special.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's got that yeah, magic yeah.
1: horse semen.
3: Just imagine but, um... what the <laughs> jackass guys could do.
1: that's the thing I had to I poured over both of your stories Mm -hmm. multiple times to try to figure out where you thought it was going Mm -hmm. and you guys had contradicting endings in mind did we so you did because Jared said in the very early part of his story that he didn't that uh, uh, Cork didn't get a good view of his killer Mm -hmm. but he saw a He saw a glint of fang, and the smell of uh, wet hay. Mm -hmm. And so the wet hay, um, I was like, all right, some kind of barn animal. And the only one that was introduced really were the camel men. Yeah. So I was like, all right, camel man. That's kind of where Jared was going. And then, yeah, Adam, in your story, um, yeah, I was like, okay, orcs. And, um, also then you had a, uh, mysterious carriage show up, uh, with a indistinct animal pulling it.
0: That screamed?
1: I was like, like, okay, that's also a a camel, I think. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was mostly going to go with camel, but because, uh, Adam, your story seemed to implicate so many different people, you were like because you, you first were the one who made Chargis kind of suspicious, and you made other you made the orc, and all of the alchemists, like, they've been going to his house, and so they showed up <laughs> at night in the carriage, I imagined, to get water or whatever. So they might have, the alchemists that were stealing from his land also had some reason. Mm. And so that's where I got the idea of, um, there, there maybe was a killer, and I think it was the camel men, but there is also just tons of people out there copycatting now. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, no, I... you can have as many murders as you got horse dicks. Yeah. So I made everyone guilty because mm-hmm. everyone showing signs of being shady. Nah, no, so when That's I what said it's like living in this town, fangs and shady. wet hay, yeah, like
3: I was just thinking wet hay because he had, came from getting his horse dick.
1: Oh, uh, okay
3: fangs because I hadn't described the necromancer yet, and so I thought that would push it away from the already established characters. Like,
1: fully established oh. characters. So, I knew camels didn't have fangs. No. That's why I introduced a it werewolf. did. Yeah. That's why I introduced
0: the orc. Because <laughs> you got fangs. You got them tusks. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, fangs, fangs fall from above and tusks...
1: Did you say that the orcs had tusks? Because... You also named him Chad, so I just <laughs> imagined Giga Chad, except green.
0: Giga Chad Green, tusks and a beard—that's
1: what he was. Okay. Uh, I even
0: yeah. wrote Giga Chad Orc on the fucking thing that yeah. I wrote. I know, um, and
1: I think I might have got too hung up on that, and I didn't—I didn't imagine, you know, the the Giga Chad meme. I didn't imagine uh, tusks God, on him or whatever. Damn it, you know. <laughs> I think you might have leaned too hard on the meme.
0: <laughs> oh. You never really everything. Yeah. So introduce Chad, the uh, amateur alchemist who's racist to camelmen and competing with Cork for business. That's what I wrote as my note for Chad. <laughs> yeah. uh... But I changed. I changed a lot of my story. Like from the beginning notes, like I had like Squeeze brings Cork info. No Gus. Gus is found dead, decorated like a horse dick tree. Um, <laughs> so like I did change my story a lot in uh, the writing process. Man.
1: You were uh, gonna have Gus die in the story. Yeah,
0: yeah, but then like halfway writing that, I was like, "No, no, this is better." And then I just kept him in.
3: Now I like that imagery, like imagery. though. Like instead of a Christmas tree, a horse dick tree. <laughs> 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 He's just got I horse dick chain from limbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I I think I was my initial thinking was like Buddy Cop with Chargus and uh, Corp. Yeah, but. One more noir, you accidentally which was let good that too. slip
1: at some point hmm? you you accidentally let that slip at some point oh, too. Did I? Where you were like i didn't imagine yeah uh Chargus being the killer yeah
0: i'm happy with i'm I'm always happy with how these projects turn out. It always turns out yeah. in a way that I was never expecting, oh yeah, uh, at least, and also in a way
3: writing
1: that fun. a mystery is a really is a really good thing to collaborate on this This had some interesting feedback.
3: Fun to see where it went, as opposed to how I was thinking.
0: And I mean, in a way, you know, w- the way that we write, where you know, we hand it off every week, uh, basically every story is a mystery. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> at least for the, at least for us.
1: <laughs> this one at least fa- facilitates the what were you guys going to do with the story conversation. Yeah. pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> definitely for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a lot of fun with it, and I tried to give you a little bit of what you guys expected and subverted a little bit as well, so <laughs> I hope you yeah. are at least satisfied with the Oh event. yeah,
3: definitely, definitely, I like it. Awesome. Like
0: a noir dame, I've been satisfied. <laughs>
1: Oh man, she said, "Get up in these guts," and then revealed a <laughs> hole in her stomach. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah classic noir. Yeah, classic noir. Yeah,
3: finally satisfied. Our will they, won't they? Between you and me,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. asking notes. What's going on? Notes. I'm two? disappointed. <laughs> you never said crush these guts, but you know,
1: <laughs> I said get up in them. Yeah, he yeah.
0: right. said teach their own.
1: thanks everyone for listening make sure to rate and review whatever format you're on like, comment, subscribe for more stories yeah we'll see you next time Bye. Bye. bye bye